0: Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download e-books, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So Roland, uh, as you know, Planned
1: Parenthood has a new president, um... Leanna Wen was uh, removed from her position as the president of Planned Parenthood Mm -hmm. um, after roughly eight months or so on the job. um, And a uh, former board – or I guess she was a current board member – became the new president, uh, Alexis McGill-Johnson. I guess it's not entirely clear how long she'll be president. She's, I guess, acting president at this point. Um, So I'm sure we'll hear more about that down the road. But she gave a very uh, long and exclusive interview with CBS News. Recently, yeah. upon the announcement of her being the new president, um, and she said some very interesting things during that interview.
0: Which, which by the way, was not a very challenging interview. No, I, which is I, probably a g- conversation for another podcast. Uh, oh, I know, I know. And actually, we're <laughs> going to
1: talk about one of the things that w- was uh, one of the few somewhat challenges, but it wasn't. It was a challenge that wasn't challenged again, yeah, so to yeah. speak. But we'll get to that. Yes, in the next podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, the f- the very first thing that she said that sort of struck us as being. Um, problematic <laughs> yeah. is one word for it, um, was the re- the reason she gave for why she became motivated to become involved with Planned Parenthood. Right. Because she said initially she was really more of a person who was in, uh, in, interested in racial justice type issues. She wasn't really a right. reproductive rights right. person. Right. But she was walking down the street in New York City one day and she saw a big billboard yep. up on the side of a building that had a picture of a young African-American girl, mm-hmm. and it said, the most dangerous place for an African-American is in the womb. Yeah. And this was a billboard that was placed by a pro-life group, um, right. and it was really referencing data that shows that over the last several years, more black babies have been aborted right, in New York right. City than born. Yeah. So Alexis McGill uh, Johnson, seeing this sign, yeah. um, said to herself, you know what, I need to become more involved in Planned Parenthood. So why don't you start explaining to the folks listening why that's Ironic and problematic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, and I, yeah, it's interesting to me because, you know, as, as a black man, you know, I've, I've certainly been aware of that data mm-hmm. and been aware of that billboard or, or people seeing that billboard. And frankly, I've seen it, I, I believe, just going into New York. And it was just interesting to me because, like, her reaction was really more from the perspective of, you know, any kind of stigma that may be coming to black women uh, related mm-hmm. to the billboard. Right, right. So she was more focused on the, the stigma Uh, Related to the the billboard, Mm -hmm. from my perspective, I'm more focused on the reality (laughs) of what the the reality that the billboard is reflecting, which is that, you know, a a disproportionate number of black children are aborted. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting to me that, you know, her reaction to that Mm -hmm. is to go work for an organization that's focus is Mm -hmm. on aborting more black children right 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 so right. It, so it's just yeah. to me it, it, it it's odd yeah for, yeah for me from my perspective that you see that mm-hmm. and instead of saying like well why are black children why is this the most dangerous place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for a black child mm-hmm. she her response was well what can we do to make it an even more dangerous place for black child yeah. for yeah. a black child it, yeah. it's a to me it's just a very odd Reaction to uh, yeah. to that billboard, yeah. and it would seem to me that particularly if you care about black people and you care about justice or any of those right. kinds of things, yeah. then it seems to me your reaction would be exactly the opposite. Because if, if you told, for example, let's just say it was an abortion, mm-hmm. right? And she's focused on racial justice, mm-hmm. and you and someone said this particular neighborhood, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. in New York City, mm-hmm. is the most dangerous neighborhood for black children. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: right. Well, what would she do?
1: Well according to what how she reacted to the other billboard she would make sure that more black people move into that neighborhood.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She instead of she would say, "Well, well gosh, this is the more this is stigmatizing. Maybe this is stigmatizing towards us." I mean, of course she would never do that. She would go and she would inspect that neighborhood. She tried to understand why this was the most dangerous neighborhood for black children, and I'm confident that she would say, "We need to make this place uh, make it so that this neighborhood is not the most dangerous neighborhood for black right, children. Right, right. You know, one of the best examples or uh, kind of stories that I heard about this, and I believe it was Frederica Matthews Green. It so, absolutely was. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she and she one of the things that she wrote, just very powerful. She says, you know, if you were to go into sort of a a, a, a game reserve or a something like preserve, that, a nature yeah. preserve. Right. Yeah. And when you're in the preserve, you notice that the female animals mm-hmm. are eating some type of plant or something.
1: Poisonous plants.
0: Poisonous right? plant poisonous plant in order to kill their unborn... Yeah, to to purposely miscarry their... Purposely miscarry. Right. Right. How would you respond to that?
1: Right, 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 right.
0: You you would probably... Yeah.
1: How would you respond? Most people would ask or say something must be really wrong with the environment in
0: which these animals
1: are living, that they would be forced... To intentionally miscarry their children.
0: Of course. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's what you would do. And you would try. What would you do? Would you try to make sure that they have easier access to whatever to that. poisonous plants. To we'll the po-
1: poisonous plants in there. <laughs> yeah. Because it's
0: yeah. just. They got to walk too far to get them. Let's yeah. make them all around. Let's make it more accessible. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Let, yeah. Uh, Remove any barriers that th- they could possibly any, have. Any barriers. To getting
1: the poisonous plants. So no. that they can miscarry their children.
0: Exactly. We yeah. would say. Why? Yeah. What is it in this environment? Yeah. There's something unhealthy in this environment. Why? Because it's not natural mm-hmm. for a mother mm-hmm. to want to what?
1: End Cue, the life of her.
0: in the life of her offspring. Mm-hmm. That's not natural for a mother to want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't ask that going back to the Planned Parenthood uh, situation. It seems to me that if we would have that response to animals, mm-hmm. and I I think my black folks said that we are a higher human being <laughs> than that, right. a higher living being rather than that. Right. That. You know what I'm saying? So if we would respond that way to animals, my gosh, why wouldn't you see a billboard like that and respond the exact same way in in that regard? And so that Mm -hmm. to me is very troubling Mm -hmm. and it really kind of shows you how deceptive the abortion issue can be and how people can lose their perspective because in any other environment, in any other situation like I said with a neighborhood or or, or uh, you know the animals or something, you'd respond exactly the opposite to right. that and frankly I believe that whether you're pro-life or pro-choice mm-hmm. you would respond that way right. regardless right, of, right, if you right. got that data but in this particular case yeah. uh, she doesn't. She she doubles down on that and tries to create an environment that makes it an even more dangerous place right. for black children which right. is odd.
1: Right yeah and so it again you know, begs that, that that universal question that yeah. we are always asking ourselves is, you know, are folks like this really pro-choice or are they pro-abortion? Right. We we always call them pro-choice because that's yeah. what they call themselves. Because we want to hold them to that that standard that they've set for themselves. Right. Um. And uh, but the other issue here too, and this is another one that we've talked about as well, Rollin, and you actually you made this point in a video response uh, to when it sits, uh, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. Um, had suggested that being pro life and being racist were morally equivalent. Uh, you had made this point about disparate or disparate impact. I think right. we've had a debate in our office <laughs> as to you say tomato, I say tomato. Yeah, so there you go. Disparate yeah. or disparate. <laughs> right. Either one is fine, I guess. That's uh, right. As long as you feed me. I, I know, right? Exactly. So the disparate impact, and yeah. so again, the irony of an African American woman um, essentially siding with a perspective that's going to result in there being fewer black children born. Yeah. You know, if you really think about it, isn't that what racists want? They want there to be fewer black children.
0: Of course. Exactly. And And, and she's basically
1: saying, gosh, I'm looking at this billboard. I need to make sure that it's as easy as possible for black women to be able to abort their children.
0: Right. And I want to make sure that there's no public information out there that in any way could create a stigma. Right. Yeah, around yeah. it. So yeah. I'm not concerned about the, the death of black children. Yeah. I'm concerned about a stigma that exposes the death of black children. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because she essentially yeah. her comment was, you know, it, it shows just how how people will go to any lengths to to criminalize women. Um, right. For do, for doing this um, Yeah. again. So it's like focused on the wrong thing, Focused right? on the
0: wrong thing, particularly yeah. if you're a person who is it's in it's in a is ju- a justice perspective mm-hmm. because really the whole notion about someone who is kind of focused on racial justice or any other justice perspective is really that what you're trying to do is you're trying to protect the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that's the whole notion around justice, yeah. right? Yeah. You want mercy and you also want to make sure that people who are unjustly accused or given their day, in court. I mean, that's what you really yeah. want. You, I mean, your whole focus is on making sure that the powerful right. Right. don't use their power mm-hmm. disproportionately against the vulnerable. And and clearly, so from yeah. an abortion perspective, that's exactly what happens in terms of a world view. Uh, the most vulnerable among us are those yeah. who are in the womb. So. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, we'll continue to sort of keep an eye on what uh, Planned Parenthood Does around uh, who their president is going to be in the long term, Um, and as as we mentioned, there were several several things that came up in the CBS interview that were very interesting, and we're going to cover those in uh, our next few podcasts. Actually, it Um, was
0: target rich.
1: It was you know just in terms (laughs) of you know being able to sort of really get to the heart of where the the pro choice movement is really sort of coming from. Yeah, Um, and and also obviously from our perspective to to provide an alternative perspective, which is our pro-abundant life perspective. And, you know, and, and, and definitely part of that is, is praying, praying for people yep. uh, that we don't agree with. And so, you know, yep. that's what, their
0: eyes will be open and they'll be
1: able to see. And that's what right. we'll continue to do. So, all right. Amen. Well, thank you, Roland. You're welcome. Take care.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There, you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro life passion into pro abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.